Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome back to another amazing session. I'm with Susan Epstein, who is a LCSW as a business coach and a strategist, she works with coaches, therapists, and healers to fill their practices and then leverage their time. And we're going to talk about some cool stuff, how she does that with groups, masterminds, and so forth. Susan, welcome aboard. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for having me today. So give us the 30,000-foot view of how you got to where you are, helping uh, people fill their businesses, build their businesses now. Well, I didn't start out doing that. A long time ago, <laughs> I um, I went to school for uh, clinical social work, and that's where I figured out that I was going to be a psychotherapist. And so over the years, built a psychotherapy practice working with uh, families and children and that kind of thing. And I really thought that that's what I would do for the rest of my life. I never thought about expanding. I didn't know anybody who did. Usually you would work for a doctor or have your own practice. But one thing kept hitting me in the head, and that was I was running out of hours. So I tried to think of different ways that I could have an extra day off or even earn some more money, because when you're working fee-for-service, obviously, you make what you get. And in those days, even if we had a snowstorm, I wouldn't get paid. If I took a vacation, I wouldn't get paid. It was really reliant on me. So I started doing some groups way back then. I had a divorced mother's group and I had a teen group and I had a little children's play group. And I really liked how that went. And later on, I started a homework club and I had about 16 kids in my house and different rooms and people helping me help them get their homework done and clean out their lunch boxes and give them a healthy snack and play basketball outside with them. And I even had my son and his friends help us as well to deliver that kind of one-on-one kind of guy care that a lot of these kids needed. And later, 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 probably, I don't know, 20, 20 years ago or more, I heard about coaching. And I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I wonder if that's a way I could work and not have to be, you know, trapped in my office and having people come to me. It, I could do it virtually over the phone because that's what people were doing. So I went and got training in that. And I came back and over the next three years, I transitioned out of face-to-face in-person psychotherapy to coaching. Now, I hired my first coach and he taught me how to build a business and he taught me how to create a landing page, which we called way back then squeeze page. And he taught me all these different things. And some of my friends were coming to me and saying, hey, Susan, like that's really cool what you're doing. How could I do that? And so I started taking people on one at a time here and there, helping them do the same thing that he was teaching me, create an email list, write, speak, write a book, et cetera, et cetera. And so I've always had like a two or three of those in my back pocket, but never hung out my shingle uh, that I was a, a business coach. And fast forward a number of years uh, to where we are, um, I would say in maybe 2012, 2013, 2014, I started attracting more people that wanted to work on their business, but I was still doing a lot of parent coaching. And so probably in 2017, I made the decision to let go of everything except the business coaching. And I dug in and did my one thing, created my first group of coaches, therapists, and healers called the Powerful Expert Mastermind, and the rest is history. Now I have a business, I have leverage, I have a team, 
and I have a couple of masterminds within, and we teach other people how to do what I've done as well. Yeah. One thing that struck me that I wrote down was, you know, you, you started with a handful. You just were helping a few people do take the step that you had just taken. And I think that's a lot of us get caught up in like, oh, I can never do what, you know, what Susan's doing, but it wasn't, you didn't one day flip the switch and, and to where you are, you start, you started working with it and you were helping people follow the path that you took. Um, so if somebody's watching this and they're saying, okay, well, yeah, interesting. What, what's your number one recommendation? Should they start a group? Should they start a mastermind or, or what should they even be thinking about? They should be thinking about what the end result is and what they want. I mean, if you are looking to get more time for yourself, then definitely you want to start a group or a mastermind. Um, you might be a little confused about what the difference is. Um, I look at a mastermind as something where you're bringing together people of equal brain power and they're all sharing and helping each other versus a group coaching program where you're the expert and leader and you're giving them one-on-one -on -one coaching in front of each other. There might be some feedback in the chat, but mostly you're the one giving the expert feedback. But what I would say to you is, you know, don't quit your day job. <laughs> if you already have a business, you know, keep doing that business and try different things because, you know, not everything's going to stick. And it's, you know, that expression about how do you eat an elephant and you don't eat the whole thing. You don't say, well, I'm going to quit my job and put everything I have in, into this one group and hope that I can make a bunch of money. It, it's not like that. It's really about putting one step in front of the other and trying things, not getting married to them, trying things that might work for you. And if they start to fly and work, then know that you have something there that will build on. But I think a group or a mastermind is a great place to begin. It's not a big investment for you either. So you touched on something else that, you know, I was always uncomfortable in the beginning experimenting, but you yeah. just said, that, hey, that's okay. You got to try to figure out what you're good at, what, what people want. Mm -hmm. And I think when you get comfortable with experimenting, that really helps. And that's a good, I, I, I appreciate explaining the difference between groups and masterminds. Is there any cases where you would recommend somebody does one-on-one -on -one coaching to start? Or from a leverage standpoint, obviously, you know, it's kind of, you. sometimes you think, well, I want to go group and then I'll get, I'll be good enough to do one-on-one. -on -one. And I think, you know. Potentially the opposite. It's the opposite. They say to me, I need to get a handful of one-on-one -on -one clients to practice coaching if they've never coached. And I'm like, you know what? You really don't need to do that. I mean, if you've been on a board or if you were a Girl Scout leader or a Cub Scout leader or you did something in your church and you connected people to each other and you could build a community, you could do group coaching. It's actually easier than doing one-on-one. -on -one. And one-on-one, -on -one, you're alone with the person and you really have to dig in. With group, you there's a lot more going on. It's more like facilitation. So I think that um, people get nervous about it. But as long as you have support and you have a mentor to help you through, those types of questions are great to ask your business coach um, how to get help with that. that yeah. That's a great point, too, because I think everybody that's going into, you know, if you're writing a book, you feel like, oh, I got to go sit by the lake in a silo and do it. If I'm starting a business, like, it's all on me. And really, there's a lot of support out there which, you know, that's, I think the biggest stumbling block is just this, what happens if I get stuck? <laughs> so I just don't start as opposed to if I just have somebody I can lean on or, or pick their brain or, um, you know, that, that moral support a lot of times does that. What's the, uh, so group versus mastermind. All right. I'm starting out. I'm an expert in, I want to do a, some kind of thing on, let's say yoga, right? I teach people yoga on zoom or whatever, or at least techniques or coaching. 
Okay. How do I decide between the two? And then kind of where would I start? So if you wanted to do work with people around yoga and you're a yogi and you're going to do a group coaching because you're the expert. But if you want to coach other yoga teachers about their businesses, that people that actually have built a yoga business, and you're bringing all those people together that are like you, and you want a place to mastermind and you want to provide that space for them, then it's an upper level. It's more of an expert place to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. Because uh, I, I recall the beginning just being like, I'm, I'm okay, what? Who, who do I get in a mastermind versus? But you're, I think you've basically just given us permission. Hey, you can get peers mm-hmm. into a mastermind or, you know, that have other skill sets that you want to learn from. And that it tends to run itself a little more because everybody's giving input, mm-hmm. it seems to me. So wh- what are some of the kind of strategies and tech? Okay, let's say, so we're back, we're backing up and say, let's, okay, I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. I want to start a yoga coaching or any type of coaching. But w- what are the things I need to think about before I put up a sales page and say, okay, I got a, got this group coaching. Go. Don't put up a sales page. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. I just um, failed. Okay. But no, you, you. you got to, you know, um, we're going to give them the, uh, a little template later um, about the steps to doing it, but essentially you're going to design it. You're going to just pick a, a start date. You're going to make a list of the people that, you know, this first group is a pilot. Um, you're going to call them up or message them and get them on a call and say, hey, I'm so excited. I have a group. I'd love you to be a part of it. And then you're going to bring them in. And, you know, basically you need your telephone or Zoom room and a way to accept money. And you can do this. You do not need to build a sales page. And once you get your group up, if you make it a year long group with open enrollment, then you never have to start a group again. When I started my group in 20, in, at the end of 2015, I said 2017 before, but it actually was the end of 2015. We had our first meeting on January 12th, 2016. And that group is still full and running. And I never started that group again. I just add people to that group all the time. And when people are done after a year, sometimes they re-enroll and sometimes they stay. A lot of them are staying. So that's also good. And from there, a lot of people will also raise their hand and say, hey, I'm ready to move into one-on-one coaching. I'd like to add a coach to my program. Can I, or can I get some help from you in a different program that you have? So it kind of pops out ready-made high-end clients that you don't have to go after and be afraid to make an offer that's more of a quote, what we call a high ticket. They'll just, they're just there. They're warmed up. They want you. That's a great point. So if somebody, now let's say, let's change the hypothetical second if somebody's like they they got this I, I build websites or whatever i've got this done for you service you know but i don't know how to sell it yet but i know i the, you know this is what i want to sell mm-hmm. or or one of the things what you're what you're hinting at which i like is that you 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 know you could just create a group coaching that feeds that and you really don't even have to worry about getting becoming this great high ticket salesperson no you know what i would do is if that was my business is i would create a group. And I would say, I'm going to teach you how to do a landing page. And then I'll teach you how to do X, Y, and Z and other things that are tech. Some of the people that come to your group are going to go, I can't do this. This is too hard. Can you just do it for me? And then boom, you're, you're moving them out and be a couple of people that will are good at tech and they'll figure it out and they'll do it themselves. And that's great because they're still paying you too, but you will pop out people who just get overwhelmed and say, I just need more help than I can get in this group time. I'm getting stuck in between. And so when you're doing the, the outreach, the Zoom calls, um, mm-hmm. do you have a, 
you've got some bullets. You're like, I'm going to help you do a landing page, right? But I mean, how, how much of the have do you map out 90 days of training? How do you? Yeah, I mean, it's it really is. Um, it's not cookie cutter. It really is tailored to you and what you want to do. With a kind of bit with business coaching, it's it's a bit easier. I don't have to create a lot of content. I can have a little bit of a drip at the beginning of each each call, a training on I don't know messaging or a training on sales or a training on a little training on tech, and then the rest is discussion and Q and A and hot seats and all that. But if you're doing something that's more foundational or technical, then you might have a program that you already had made, and then you could drip it and say, watch the first module and then come to the calls and we'll do Q&A around the calls. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. very good. Because I think that's, you know, it's another thing that people say, call it happening to me, you uh-huh. hold your back. It's like, well, I don't have a plan. I've got to plan out the whole year and do all this. And yeah. really, I mean... Y- you can't plan it perfectly anyway. If you do a pilot, then you're going to learn what people need, how fast they can go. And it's never what you think, I think. What I learned over the years is that at the end of your group, when you, if you ask the question, what have you found out most valuable? People will say, when he said that, or she said that, or you said that, it, it has nothing to do with the thing that you taught. It, it's about the shift that I, I'm glad I'm not alone. Everybody else is feeling the same way. Oh, wow. I just got an answer to something that I've been struggling for for 15 years on and so and so next to me in the in the zoom room just said it it's that the community it's the connections it's that's the good stuff so if you take up all the time teaching then that's a course it's not a group coaching program coaching is talking and exchanging ideas and getting figuring problem solving and getting to that next level and helping people create transformation and shift and if you talk the whole time as a coach you're not giving them any space to do that Right. The lectures never worked. When we go to the board in college for calculus, that's when I learned the most from other people standing next to them. Um, Now, give us a vision of like, obviously it's not cookie cutter, but like, let's say, okay, I'm going to start coaching. What would a typical coaching program look like? Like a weekly call? Hmm. Is it hot seats one day? And what, what would that look like? So the one that we recommend is twice a month for 90 minutes to kick off. That way, you know, you're not tied down four times a week and people can put it on their calendar. Like another little tip that you'll see in the, in the resource that we're going to give you later is that if you say it's going to be on the first and third Wednesday at 12 o'clock, always have it on those times. Don't try to put out dates. People get very confused about that. So just keep it as simple as possible for yourself. Um, we always also say that, like, if for some reason you can't be there, line up some guests that, that could run the Zoom for you that might be able to offer some great um, value to your people. It's really important that you don't feel tied to it or bogged down by it or dread it. So you need to create it all about, it's really all about you. What time of the day is great for you? Do you want to do this in the morning? Do you want to do this in the evening? And also just start one group at a time. P.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so those of us with shiny object syndrome, you know, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I I like that because I, you know, I think at least for me, I'm the kind of like, how much commitment is this? You know, every week, two by 90 minutes sounds a little better. Plus, that first, if you do it for an hour every week, I mean, that kind of starts running, running out of time quickly, especially if you're doing hot seats and so forth. 
What about so for like hot seats and things? You have people submit early or just get on the call, um, and then also do you record them? What What are yeah. some of the things you do? So we do record them, and we keep the recordings in the membership site so that people can go watch. With the way we do the hot seats, pretty much is we say who needs support today. In the beginning, you can just have you know if you have ten people in the room, they can just raise their hand and you can write it down. We've used sometimes use a scoring thing like on a scale of one to five, five being I need help right this minute or one I can wait. Then I order those in that order and call on the fives first and the ones last. When the group gets bigger, now we have, you know, we could have 30 or 40 people in the group. Um, We just say put in the chat what your number is and then go through the chat and organize it. I will say to you that a lot of people say, well, you know, are you you can't get to everybody. And I'm like, yes, you can. You just look at your, 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 your phone and you set a timer and you say, you've got three minutes. So the more you talk, the less I can help you. So get your question out there, like really succinctly so that we can use the most time to help you. And then other people can put in the chat and add to the conversation to help you as well. And stepping back to the kind of the beginning of the conversation, because you mentioned, okay, this, it doesn't really cost anything to start mm-hmm. coaching. It doesn't cost any you know, there's obviously got to think through it a little bit, but you know, I just want to compare it to like a lot of people are being told create a course first. I actually think that's hard. It's expensive and harder, right? I mean, it is. Yeah. This is this is kind of like, hey Ray, I'm having a potluck dinner on Saturday. Do you want to come? There's going to be some really cool people there that I'd like to introduce you to, and um, I'm going to do a bread baking lesson while you're there. You coming? Yeah. Oh, great. Do you mind making a donation and throwing in five bucks for the bread, the flour? I'm not saying people should donate to you, but I'm just saying this is, it's really cash. It's, it's like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Right. And I thought of you because last year when I made you an offer to one-on-one coach with me, you told me it was too expensive and it wasn't the right time. And I know that you really needed, needed the help then. Are you still there now? Would you like to come and learn how to bake bread with me? Pizza or whatever we're doing. Pretty cool. It totally (laughs) I, I did a live event a number of years ago and it was a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we had people design their group, their groups. And then we sent them into the hallway to get on the phone and just tell people that they were having this group. So like, you know, your best friend, Hey, so-and-so I'm having this group or call client that, that, you know, you just ended with, or somebody that you haven't worked with in a long time. And within about three or four hours, I think I had about 60 people there. We kept writing it on the board, how much money people had collected. We had made $26,000 in that room then during the event. And it was, yeah, so within a few days and just more of, here's the idea, here's the vision. They did it. I mean, if I, if I got on a call with you, Ray, after this, and we planned out your group, and I said, go get them, and you picked your date, your start date as February 1st, I could help you fill your group in two weeks, and you would be kicking off on February 1st with uh, 10 to 12 people, if you want. I mean, it's a decision. You have to make decide you want it. Um, right. And that's the sprint, okay? You're in the shower. Who, who else can I call? You're... You're falling asleep at night and like, who's that person? You've made your hundreds list of people that you know. You're telling everybody, you're everybody, you, you, you go to the grocery store and someone says, what's new? I'm starting a pilot. Like that's, that's who you are, what you are. And then it's done. And then you get to rest. Just like, a, just like in the Bible on the seventh day, you can just rest and then you can wait on a month and then you can say, okay, is it time to start bringing in some new people? And then it's just one or two people a month. And by the end of the year, do the math. If they're each paying you $200 a month for a beginning group, even if you didn't add anybody to that group, that's $24,000. If you, if you added another person, two to three people a month into your group, you could come out with six figures for your one group in one year. If that's all you did in your business and you didn't have a sales page and you just 
I was on LinkedIn and someone told me, you need to talk to this woman because she's a friend of mine. She just got out of coaching school, blah, blah, blah. It was a month after I started my group in, in 2016. So I get, on, I get on the call with her and she's like, what's new? And I'm like, I just started a group and I'm so happy. She goes, I need that. Can I join? And I hadn't actually thought about having it be open enrollment at the time. And I'm like, okay. I mean, and that, and that was like what it was kind of, for me, it was the way it, it, it happened. It just kind of kept happening. I didn't plan it. But after I did it, I was like, I need to teach this because it's, it's free. Like I didn't, of course I had coaches and people that, you know, that for that stuff, but I didn't need any tech help. I just needed a zoom room. I, I uploaded the, the videos myself to, to Vimeo. I sent out the recordings in the beginning before I had a VA and all that stuff. I, you know, I did it myself. It wasn't, I don't like doing that stuff, but I did it until I could afford to hire someone. And then once I did, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. So now my team does it. Is there anybody that shouldn't consider this? Like if, if you're too introverted or, you know, I guess if you don't like people, any criteria? you shouldn't do it. If you don't like, <laughs> you don't like people, if you, if you travel all the time, it could be really difficult, but I had, I did my group through a lot of, I was traveling once a month to San Diego for um, something that I was doing for about a year and I did it in the hotel. I, I mean, I was able to do it. It wasn't ideal. I wasn't in my own home with my own coffee and all that, but I, I didn't miss a beat on it. So that, I mean, that's good. I think if you are dreading um, being committed, then you might want to do some inner work around that because what are you doing anyway? So, but I, I, I think, you know... Uh, I mean, if you get intimidated by people, if you think, if you're, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome around anything, you probably need to get help before you do anything <laughs> around that. Or, I mean, do something. Doing that, the pilot's going to help you with that anyway, I think. It does help you with that because, like, I would go in, like, after the second or third time and, I, and they'd say, so I thought we were going to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I thought about it. I'm going to do that. We're going to do this instead because I saw that it didn't land with them. Um, they just wanted to talk and I had all this stuff, like, you know, these templates I was going to give them. And I'm like, no, they just want to like share ideas about what's working and what's not working in their business. So I, they taught me what they wanted. And I really started putting my ear to the ground and saying, if I'm going to engage these people and keep them in my orbit and help them, I need to give them what they want, not what I think they want. And you learn that by the, the, the pilot. Uh, that's what's so cool Yeah, is you can't predict what everyone's going to want ahead of time. Um, let's jump to something. So from a, okay, what other bugaboos might there be? What if you get, and this may be how you charge, like do you month to month or do you annual? Like what if you get somebody in there that you don't like and now you start dreading? Well, you've got to work through what it is that you don't like about them. I mean, are they monopolizing? Then, I mean, I've never had to kick anybody out for that. They usually just, they, fig they figure it out after a while, you know? Yes, I'll get to you in a minute. But first, I'd really like to hear from so and so like you, you start to develop your facilitative skills, and you need to be in charge. It's yours. It's your room, right? I, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I, I think you can also, um, if you're feeling um, when you're doing your enrollment, that this person would be way too needy, or something is wrong with them, then don't make an offer. I mean, that's what any, any kind of coaching offer, I would say. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you, your spider sense starts tingling occasionally when you're talking to somebody like, ah, this could be, yes, you're and not. you're enrolling most people or everybody by Zoom or phone, right, in the beginning. You're not sending a sales page and having random people come to your group like they might come to a masterclass. You don't know who those people are. It's completely, you know, blind. But 
I know every single person in my business. We all, we all know all the clients. Um, I've enrolled most of them. Um, that's going to be changing as my business grows where I, I need more help. I can't obviously be that person for the rest of my life. So I'm training my team right now to help me with that enrollment. But we, we know who the people that want to do it. And a lot of people self-identify like during enrollment, like, oh, I don't know if it really a fit for me. Great. That's okay. I don't come. I, we don't force people to right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no slick sales tactics required no. when you're trying to get the right people in. No, not at all. Great. So if this, uh, let's, let's talk about if this resonates with people, you've got your report, the five simple steps to create and fill your first mastermind. Which, we're gonna, we'll put yeah, the link below here. Be used for groups. So it's, it's interchangeable groups or masterminds just says masterminds. Only. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So this, yeah, that's I mean, so everything we've talked about, if you need a refresher or you want a, you know, a guide to actually start doing it, I, I would highly recommend that. Susan, it's been great. Thank you so much. Um, I, you know, one of the things is I, I just want to reemphasize because I think this is how when I started, it was kind of like, well, first you got to write a book, then you got to create a course, then, you know, groups, coaching and masterminds is a year down the road. And what you've shared today is yeah, it's the opposite. In fact, you can, you know, I probably you can, when you've done some coaching, you're finding out what people need to know that can go in your book and your course, right? Right. Um, you're, you're going to, it's, it's doing a lot of research and getting paid to do it up front and it's not no cost to start. So great. Thanks again, Susan and everybody. Thank you so much. We will see you on the next session. Talk to you soon. Hey everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of book profit secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said, if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his ax. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience. We'll see you next time.